0: From the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William
1: Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.
2: Welcome to Making it Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're talking about the Iowa Catholic Men's Conference, which is going to be held next Saturday, February 22nd. Our guest today is event coordinator and presenter, Joe Stopulus. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind.
1: One of the great uh, blessings uh, and uh, I think uh, pastoral opportunities for us in the Diocese of Des Moines is to be in the city, the nucleus for our state government and everything that's Mm -hmm. there. This past week was such a week where uh, along with the other three bishops of Iowa in the Iowa Catholic Conference, Tom Chapman, director, uh, we had some time of the legislative breakfast on Tuesday, uh, prefaced by my opportunity to to lead the prayer before both houses of the legislature. So, you know, you don't want to, kind of get in your uh, your talking points there, but really just pray uh, that our legislators realize their own sacred calling, as Vatican Council 2 speaks about the church and the world, the, the sacred calling, which is uh, politics. And we hope mm-hmm. uh, great uh, young men and women, of virtue, will be drawn to this and to really lift up the common good in a way. But we had some time with Governor Reynolds, who you know, we appreciate so many of the initiatives she's had, the restore, restoration of franchise rights to, to convicted felons and other mm-hmm. things who have been released from prison and that, and some of our own area uh, legislators as well. So that was a time worthwhile. And then I guess as bishops, Bishop Nicholas, Archbishop Jacobs, and Bishop Zingula, just a chance for us to, to be mm-hmm. with each other and to, to you know, kind of, as we kind of all understand and live this life, and they've been a great support to me, so to, to have that happening also. Uh, Last night was a great opportunity. uh, Thanks to Justin White with the Mm -hmm. Office of Evangelization and Catechesis, he kind of focuses on young adults, and so we did the theology on tap uh, experience, and that was great with some of our young people, married and single as Mm -hmm. well. But uh, uh, they're kind of looking at a a theme that I'm the inaugural speaker. uh, You know, I don't know. Hopefully, people (laughs) want to come back after this, but. Uh, kind of thinking about the theme of friendship and mm-hmm. accompaniment. Pope Francis talks about how we, our church, that accompanies each other. But this whole notion of friendship, and I'll bet uh, Jostopoulos is going to kind of give us some things mm-hmm. on that as mm-hmm. well. But, uh, uh, you, know, I, you know, I think the tr- Christian tradition obviously draws inspiration from some of the great friendships that are among the saints and how we mm-hmm. help each other realize that uh, sacred calling. If we look at Jonathan and David in the Old Testament, Jonathan mm-hmm. kind of took some heat from his Father Saul on that, uh, you know, but was uh, tenacious in in standing up for David in that particular way. So other famous friendships of St. Jane de Chanel and Francis de Sales, de Chantal, uh, Louise de Merillac, and Vincent de Paul, and of course, Margaret Mary Alacoque, and St. Claude de Colombier. So these weren't romantic relationships, but friendships uh, among men and women, and of course, uh, even among blood sisters. Um, Pauline and St. Therese uh, were great friends, even as they were in the same community. St. Garrick and and Bernard as well. So uh, Gregory and Basil, I could go on and on, Kelly, but I won't. But uh, I just think how, you know, not only the natural virtues, you know, Mm -hmm. justice, prudence, temperance, and fortitude, uh, generosity, magnanimity, uh, things are there. But how they become supernaturalized by the grace of the Holy Spirit. And we take it to the new level that where it's not what is this person doing to make me feel good or how they're useful. You know, we Mm -hmm. think sometimes of friends with benefits and it has a kind of certain connotation. (laughs) but i think you know even you know we can be a little cynical that you know what are what are we getting out of this Mm -hmm. in that particular way so uh again it was a great opportunity on this uh Valentine's Day. So, what do you have for us besides, Kelly?
2: Yeah, well, this is out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Speaking of friendships, this is talking about Mount Mary University, how they are um, making use of their space. This is a retirement community, but they're allowing single mothers. Obviously, a single mother, it's very hard to continue to finish college if you have a child to take care of. So, they're opening up their space for uh, them to uh, be part of the community together. Um, so they've added 24 apartments. Um, single mothers obviously face a lot of obstacles, so this prevents provides an opportunity. So it, the person said that uh, it seemed like a perfect way to bring the sisters together with a demographic of students that could benefit tremendously from having their support. And I'm sure the superst- sisters appreciate too having uh, you know the lively. Enthusiasm of the young people in their building. Yeah,
1: that so, yeah. the delightful the, the, the cries of a young child most of the time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> of
2: course, yeah. always. Or, or
1: maybe sometimes it helps to maybe lose a little bit of one's hearing, you know, yeah, later on. You know. <laughs> but more on that to come here and in, uh, in our closing segment at the end of the show. All right.
2: All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnston on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.
0: Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and.
2: Just miss you and I just wish you were a man. And I know I Welcome back. I'm Kelly Metro Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. here listening to making it personal with Bishop Johnson. On today's show we're talking about next Saturday's Iowa Catholic Men's Conference which will be held at the embassy C- Suites in downtown Des Moines. Our guest today is event coordinator and presenter Joe Stopulis to tell us all about it.
1: So, Joe, good morning. It's good to have you here. And uh, we've kind of encountered each other at various events in Des Moines and everything else. You were such a gentleman when you took my coat. And <laughs> I was kind of wondering, who is this guy? Am I ever going to see my coat again? But uh, there it was. There it was. So you got it back. You got yeah, it back. Well, thanks so, for having me on the show. You know, it's, it's fun to be on this side of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is yeah, great. Yeah. The, so uh, those who've had me as a teacher in a previous life, you know, this will not be an oral test in any way as well. But uh, but you're a man, a vocation, not just radio host, mm-hmm. but a man of faith, a family man and everything. Sure. Else. try so to be good. all try to be all those yeah so how many kids i have four currently four <laughs> currently. currently four that seems to be
0: growing every year which is good That's <laughs> a good thing that's
1: what we want yeah so this is a mystery you know yeah. how this happened oh yeah right? so there's a great openness yes very for open for you and your wife yes. yeah so so
0: shout out to her here she's listen couldn't do it without her obviously so she yeah. she yeah anytime i can talk highly of my wife i do that because she couldn't run couldn't have four kids going well without her so yeah, do you guys get a date night? It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, here, so, so. Uh, <laughs> we tend to play it by ear. What do we have tonight? We're doing something. I don't know what it is. We usually do dinner at our house. We usually put the kids down and get the china out and do dinner together. I think we might be a bit booked tonight, but it'll be something very romantic.
1: Trust me, very, very romantic. <laughs> oh, we won't dispel this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you've got this She's marvelous plan. Yeah, I don't want to blow It's gonna be great. <laughs> so you put the kids down. Then, you know, hopefully not in the veterinarian sense. But anyway, so no. So uh, you know, dads of young children, men in general, in our culture, and I think all of us, you know, with social media and everything else, it seems like we're always on the go, and so this kind of busyness that's here. Uh, how would this uh event for the men's conference, you've kind of taken that into account as you've planned the schedule and everything yeah. else. So
0: what what I have found, so I I'm A, I, I come at this from a few different lights. Obviously uh with the show I'm I'm brought into men's ministry pretty frequently. But then secondly I love going to these things. I remember the first Iowa Catholic men's conference probably eight years ago. I remember leaving that and coming home and just being so psyched up. Uh, at the same time I also realized that we see the same people there every year, and it's difficult to get new people to come. And a lot of that has to do with just the timing uh, of it. And so we decided this year just to be very strategic and saying, what if we only did three hours of actual speakers? What if we made the whole event, including mass, four hours, four and a half hours, just a morning to maybe attract guys like myself, who it's difficult to leave our wife and children for a full day uh, and have a better opportunity to to invite them in. So, yeah, it was definitely a leap of faith. Uh, John Leonetti has been helping me. Uh, he and I kind of spearheading this thing through a lot of conversations. And he, he knows of no other organization, no other men's conference, that is just a morning, but we've had really good responses from a lot of
1: the guys over the last few weeks on it. Tremendous, yeah. yeah. So you get in, you get out, yep. and you get back to the rest of your vocation. Hopefully, your life, hopefully we've family.
0: planted some seeds yeah. in the meantime, right? So that's yeah. the goal. Hopefully we've, we've planted enough seeds in those, those three hours, four hours to really get guys excited uh, about living
1: their Catholic life. So I know I had uh, clear instructions either from you or your your team. Uh, this is a low mass, Bishop Johnson. Low this low is a low mass, mass low mass. Bishop no lengthy homily. You know, <laughs> three three minutes plus or minus. So I got to deliver on that, or you won't invite me back Listen, here. I, that, those are not my rules. I did not say three minute homily. You can go as long but as you like. Spirit tells me to speak. No, who am I, John Leonetti? No, but, uh, so we will honor that, and okay. I think it's beautiful. I love kind of uh, Saturday morning mass. It'd, it'd be a beautiful way to start out with the Eucharist and yep. those who can join us for that absolutely say. no
0: so we that was more of a timing issue as well and uh selfishly on my end this being our first uh crack at the app don't want to overcomplicate things and as you know a mass at a hotel involves a lot of different things a lot of moving parts so we thought what if we just made it very reverent, very tasteful uh, and just did a nice low mass with yourself uh on yeah. uh, Saturday morning, so we're looking forward.
1: Well, to Well, after my Dowling experience a couple of weeks ago, maybe we won't have both species. We'll just go. With that. <laughs> I can't let that go. I'm sorry. Just teasing. I know that the young man was traumatized. He should remain nameless. But anyway, so <laughs> we're working with him on that as well. So uh, you know, besides you as a kind of marquee personality, I would not say I would not use those words. Your working on mine, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, the man up radio, uh, spirit radio, and mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, John Leonetti is going to be the MC yes. in there as well, and is he giving a talk also? So he will give what I would call uh, lengthened MC responsibilities so
0: we're not going to have him do a formalized uh, a formalized talk per se but as you know, you give John a mic he can go for a while, so I think that's the goal, is we'll let John uh, fill in whatever needs to be filled in, so he'll have some time with the mic.
1: Okay, yes. so if he goes long I'll hold up a big, yes. you know, silhouette of yes. Teresa, his wife, you know kind of. <laughs> Staring at him, glaring at him in that way. So, good. But uh, we're ramping it up. You've got another big name yeah, coming in that gets some of us excited uh-huh. in a particular well, way. Yeah. So
0: I know you're an Iowa State fan. So while we agree on our Catholic faith, we might disagree on who we cheer for on Saturdays. That said, uh, I put my faith above my my fandom this time, <laughs> Bishop Jones. Uh, so we were very excited to get Matt Campbell. Uh, Matt Campbell, uh, I know... Uh, it's it's devout Catholic. He's also obviously a very motivational speaker uh, and just a great man. And so we were thrilled to get him, uh, which which wasn't actually we didn't think it would, would happen. But we were, were glad that he said yes, to say the least. And we've had a lot of excitement around that. So uh, I will be representing the Iowa contingent, I think, during this uh, this talk.
1: Well, he's, he's used to going into hostile territory yes. in Austin, <laughs> Texas yeah. or wherever it yeah, is, yeah. you know, Iowa City. So this will yeah. be nothing. But, you yeah. know, and remember, hey, I had Gary Dolphin on in yes. December as well. So, I heard that. You know, so, you know, the, Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled and as, as people, you know, the wolf gets along with the lamb and all these things that happen in that particular way. But, no, you're right. Uh, these are passions that we have, but ultimately our passion for Christ and our, our great love and our desire to lay our down, lives down for him and to become ever more the disciples that God has called us to be in this yeah. particular way. So
0: and I think when when you're combining this sports piece to it. So obviously he brings this passion for football. And I and when we had Ricardo here, we talked before the show a little bit when Ricardo was here, he uses these sports analogies a lot. And sports can point us to higher things. Sports has the ability and Father John talks about it so often about the stadiums and the you know how that's a vision of heaven. And the great, the great athletes are, are the Hall of Famers are the Saints. And and there's a lot of great sports analogies. And also, I think, of just suffering, you know, how much these athletes put themselves for suffering in order for a higher call. And St. Paul talks so often about this. To have someone like Matt Campbell who can bridge that gap between, yeah, I've been successful in sports, I've been in the trenches, but I also know the importance of faith. When you have someone like that, uh, it really helps. It helps to get guys fired up because we can, we can obviously – you see a lot of guys out there who are very quick to spend six hours on a Sunday watching football but might not go to church. Uh, this guy's got that balance. I think we have someone who can talk to both sides of that. Yep, football's important. It's great. But what's, what's ultimately important is our faith. That's when we can really have that marriage of, of having the, the passion of sports that kind of is inherent in a lot of guys, but also the realization that it's, it's not important when it comes
1: to faith you know and speaking as a diehard Cycl- cyclone fan i mean i think cyclone fans appreciate this is a man who obviously is on the rise uh, he wants to win uh, ardently but at the same time his commitment to the the, the community and to his young men that he's uh, brought into the into the fold if you will and so He's not just, you know, ambitious in that worldly sense. He, he really, truly wants to form men in that holistic way. And so I think that's great and that's very compelling uh, for many of us. I mean, I think his opera, there were many doors that would open to him already and he could have said, uh, as uh, some of his predecessors did, you know, leaving the dark watches of the mm-hmm. night, leaving the furniture in the house. But I think he and his family and, you know, his four children also, you know. so Another uh, guy with four children. i know go. theme here. There, Great uh, man, yeah, four yeah. children. Four okay. children, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. So Jimmy and Julia Becker in, in Ankeny are probably oh, yeah. saying, yes, yes, yes. All yes, these yes. four so, children All these families. people. So that's, that's tremendous. So, yeah. We, we wished in my family that we'd only had four, but then my youngest brother, Tom, came along. And so what are you going to do? But uh, so we... We, you know, that rounded out the basketball team in that particular way. But uh, anyway, back on track here. So uh, it was with Matt Campbell and uh – He's, he's going to be a draw for for people across the aisle, if you will, yep. uh, in that particular way. What else is happening in this very intense, compact morning?
0: Yeah, so there's a lot going on. So obviously, Mass with yourself, Bishop. So thank you for, for agreeing to do that at 730. Uh, and then really, depending on the length of the homily, I, just, I can't I can't give a full uh, detailed description. Yeah, but after yeah. Mass is concluded. Breakfast is served at 810, Yeah, right? so it'll be somewhere in the 8 o'clock hour, there'll be coffee and juice and uh, donuts and whatever else we have served uh I'm making a push for granola bars, so those will be there uh, for guys okay. who are who cannot eat donuts during Exodus 90. <laughs> um, and then at 9 o'clock, so there will be confessions, too, during the 8 o'clock hour. There will be confessions. There will be confessions all day. We're really timing it out, the confessions. We have more priests available during the break. So between 8 and 9, after Matt Campbell's speech, after my speech, uh, we'll have extra time for confession. So a lot of room for confession there at the 8 o'clock hour. And then Matt Campbell, the whole thing kicks off at 9 a.m., Uh, John Leonetti will get us all fired up, and then Matt Campbell will speak after John. Have a break again for more confession time uh, around 10. Then I will deliver uh, a talk, uh, let's call it 1045. I don't have the exact schedule in front of me, but somewhere in there uh, for probably an hour. And that's going to be a lot more about rediscovering our call to authentic masculinity. I really feel we've lost, and this is mostly stuff I've, I've discovered from the show, just over five years of interviews. Uh, we've lost a lot of that, the true sense of, of masculinity, of what our call is as men, is as fathers, brothers. Um, and so how do we rediscover that? What does that look like in today's world? What are some tangible things we can do as men? Uh, and so you, thought, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, silence. How do we find that silence? I'll talk a lot about that. For a guy who talks a lot and has got a radio show, I think science is really important. But that's part of what we've got to
1: do. Because yeah. uh, there are forces in our culture that kind of want to keep men in a state of suspended adolescence, if you will, right? 100%. To capitalize on that. 100 you know, With athletics or things like that. And again, you know, uh, art and sports fans. But uh, at the same time, you know, there's something greater here that might be there. You know? Yeah, and that's the whole... Especially... Gaming, you know, pornography, all of these things. And they'll you know, all
0: and... be talked about. Uh, at, they'll <laughs> all be talked about. And, you know, I think hopefully with Matt Campbell bringing in... People who otherwise maybe not might not come to one of these. So there's also another, another reason we're doing an embassy suites. You know, hopefully there are men out there that gosh, I, you know I don't know if I could make it to you know Catholic Church maybe is a bit off putting to, to step into. Well, this is a you know we we purposely did this to, to get people who maybe otherwise wouldn't come. And then you know really I think it's on me. I've delivered this similar talk a few few other times, uh, and and I think that's really the message I've got is that you know we especially as young fathers. You know, I speak to us, I've got a message for every. Every age group, whether you 're a teenager twenty year old thirty wherever you're at in life i've got a message for you and i 'll hit it on it. but I really want um, I think we need to have young fathers for the future of the church uh, to step up uh, to man up quite frankly uh, and and be the leaders that they're called to be because that's where you're going to have the next generation of great men uh, is if they have great fathers they 'll follow in the footsteps, and so that's what that's what really my call is clarion call to get out there and to to embrace what God's called you to. Because masculinity is not something to, to shy away from. But we've got to embrace it and, and embrace it in a in a way that makes sense, uh the way that we're actually supposed to embrace it.
1: Tremendous. I mean, I think, you know, Paul saying to Timothy, you know, you know remember stir into flame that spirit, you know, so that you can be strong, loving, and wise, you know, but that we can blend with that, that compassion of Christ that he brought, the great mercy that he's there. So obviously on uh, Valentine's Day, couples are, uh, love is in the air and everything else, but uh, how about men who maybe haven't found a life partner, men who maybe feel themselves called to the uh, single vocation, or maybe just, uh, that's kind of where they are on this yep. pilgrim path. Would they feel welcome here, or is yeah. it all going to be talk about? Oh, you love your wife. Absolutely not. Yeah. So there'll be
0: parts of all of those things. uh, And I I definitely have a call for the, the, the men who are single, uh, maybe who have discerned into single uh, life or maybe who are, who have not gotten married yet, whether depending, no matter the age and and really I speak a lot about uh, the virtues and how our lives, regardless of where we're at, especially when we're in the single life is to be developing virtues, uh, temperance, uh, okay, here we go. Fortitude, temperance, justice, and prudence. What those mean, how those are lived out uh, in our lives, uh, and then how does that manifest itself in a, in a good Christian life of masculinity? How are we leading
1: those around us? So, yeah, I will add, They're not getting off the hook. Bishop. They're not <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> okay, and then uh, you know, once they, they they're present, are they? Do you kind of have them? You have their data, their things. Are they going to expect to be followed up on, or can they kind of be feel free that? Any uh, further self-disclosure? Is this uh, free and voluntary? Or?
0: That's a great question. So uh, we are building what I would call a men's movement, uh, and that's this is the first step of that. So the, I interviewed the, the people in Milwaukee, which is really where we're trying to, to, uh, to model this after. They have 3,500 men every year attend their conference. It's an 11-hour conference. Starts at 7 in the morning, goes to 6 at night. Every week of the year, they have 50 parishes. They average 50 guys at the parish every week. They have 2,500 men a week attending men's ministry. That's what we're. I mean, that's what could happen, uh, and so that's what we're looking for. So the call to action will be: give us. We just want your email. We want your name. We want to know where you live roughly. So parish, and let us help build this. Let us make that first step to get men back to their call. Because that's as you know, it's you can't live in an island. You know, we're not called to live in islands. You need other men in this fight uh, who are dealing with the same things you're dealing with to help strengthen each other. Uh, and you know, I'll talk a lot about friendship. Uh, Aristotle has a vision of friendship. There's, there's friendships, convenience and friendships of virtue. We need those friendships of virtue.
1: And that's what this is going to help us to, uh, to develop. You're singing my song there. You're bringing Aristotle and the the virtues as well. So, you know, I can do my riff on that, but I'll, I'll spare you right now. But uh, no, that that's tremendous. And, uh, you know, that, like you say, to have, you know, because any, and there may be men who they don't even have a parish connection mm-hmm. right now, but you know, where can they find a group of men, you know, who are striving for the highest things yeah. in this way, consoled that we are flawed sinners, that we need to uh, constantly be reminded God's love is unconditional for us. And that uh, that trust that when we uh, let, open our hearts and our, our souls, that we are accepted by God and accepted by our brothers in Christ too. And the kind of that strength that comes from that, that resiliency, that we want to have woven into to our lives. So, well, it's uh, very excited. This will be my first one, my inaugural one. As with so many, it's my first, my first as, uh, my so many things stuff. this year. And uh, you know, I'll probably be wearing my red and gold vest, chancellor, <laughs> just to make sure. I hope it's a feast of a martyr, so I can wear cyclone <laughs> colors uh, on that day. I'm trying to remember, but uh, tremendous. Thank yeah. you so much.
3: Thank you very much.
2: We're going to take a quick break.
3: Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your. 4494
2: And I'll be there yeah yeah yeah
3: You've got a friend
2: Welcome back. I'm Kelly Messer Collins of the Diocese of Des Moines. Uh, well, it should be a great conference, men's conference. It sounds
1: excellent. You know, he, he, Joe alluded to he men who to might be doing the Exodus 90, and we know that's kind of a rigorous uh, spiritual, mm-hmm. kind of almost boot camp, if you <laughs> will. Right. Uh, so there'll be more donuts left for the rest of us. I think so. <laughs> I'll have to get some more miles in on the on the exercise bike as well. But uh, really good. So uh, you know, we know we always invite our listeners in uh, Spirit Radio in Omaha and uh, and uh, our, our Diocese and even up in Wisconsin to share with us how they experienced Jesus in the past week by texting 515 223 1150 hashtag bishop. So I'd like to share and maybe take the the, kind of the remaining portion of this segment, Kelly, because I got a beautiful letter from Mildred Cogdell in Dunlap, Iowa. She's a member of St. Patrick's Parish and uh, uh, her beautiful handwriting, a handwritten note, you know, that itself is a a rare (laughs) gift, but uh, she shared with me and Mildred. Very transparent. She's 92 years old and still married to her husband Bob. And uh, she talks about St. Patrick's, where I was out uh, in her neck of the woods. It's a clustered with a Sacred Heart Woodbine, where I read uh, dedicated their new altar. That marvelous ceremony of the anointing of the altar and all that mm-hmm. was this past Sunday, Father Joel McNeil, their pastor. But she shares with me an experience and kind of she had some reflections about being one who's you know obviously had a lot, a lot of experience. Her four score and 12 years on this earth but she has some thoughts she says her hearing's poor after working over seven years with a certified audiologist she can hear well one-to-one especially with her cell program cell phone with her children i get nothing from most tv programs football you don't need sound so i'm beginning to think of my mom who keeps (laughs) her uh, uh but in church she says i get very little from a homily because of my hearing but she says people are living longer Basically, better health equipment made it possible to remain in their homes, and she and her husband are graced in that particular way. They try to get out to church, but with the winters in Iowa at St. Patrick's, obviously, it's a little bit of a difficulty. So, they're watching the mass on TV in that way. But uh, and how even people in care centers have the opportunity for mass. So she in mid December she shares with us uh, that she was taken to the hospital but then into the ER but then dismissed 2 days later uh she her daughter brought the bulletin from the parish and uh she was hoping to get to what she thought was going to be the uh, sacrament of anointing the sacrament of healing on Sunday December 23rd and uh you know kind of the uh, the way it was posted with their RCIA class that was going on that day in uh St. Patrick's or in Woodbine and so it turns out there was a little confusion there and uh so she and her husband showed up at 10 to 1 to an empty church and then they called father joel on his personal phone number so god bless him for sharing his mobile number i know most most of our priests do that for their people that constant availability around Mm -hmm. the clock that they Mm -hmm. offer and then there was a bit of confusion as well and so they headed home but god bless father joel right before christmas he came and they had the sacrament of reconciliation Sacrament of anointing of the sick and communion as well. And they just reflected in general about the problems of aging. So I think it was one of those kind of mm-hmm. sacred moments where maybe it uh, was, uh, you know, seeming like a, a, a gaffe in the scheduling, but it ultimately became a very mm-hmm. grace personal moment for them. And so uh, she just, you know, encourages our, our clergy, uh, my brother priests, to, to make these opportunities available as well and uh, how that could be something that would be there. So again, I was really appreciative. Finally, you get out to Woodbine and Dunlap last week. Uh, she also gives a little shout-out Uh, to her grandson Todd and his family wife Sabrina and their three little boys who are members of St. Luke's Parish in Ankeny and so very marvelous So maybe she said Todd even knows my brother Tom but uh, you know Tom's just such an easy target I'll try to be uh, you know it's it's not Lent yet but uh, we're getting there so I'll try to rein myself in in that particular way but uh, you know so a a beautiful reflection it wasn't it's not going to set off uh, fireworks but I think in that subtle way and we commend and so many of our priests who are doing whatever they can to, to make the sacraments available to our people, those you know, familiar ways that are there, but meeting us where we are each and every moment and bringing the face of Jesus alive. And so we really appreciate that, Mildred. Thank you. Uh, you're a great woman of faith, and uh, um, I hope you won't judge my handwriting and, <laughs> in this way. But uh, uh, thank you for taking the time to, to compose and share your thoughts.
2: This has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson.
1: You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa
0: Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.